Hello and welcome to Pacific Point of View. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Amadova. And together we are Pacific Point of View. And if you're tuning in and you're wondering where the familiar voice of Tyler Budges, he is not here today. He's sick. How how weird is it to not hear Tyler uh, start the show? No, it's definitely weird not having Tyler Budge here. But uh, we hope he feels better. He's feeling a little under the weather. And uh, uh, our thoughts go out to uh, Tyler Budge. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Tyler, I'm sure he's tuning in. So uh, we got a great show planned for you guys today. Just going to do the low tide lowdown here. So we're going to kick it off with our surprises of the week. Following that, we've got who's been eating their Wheaties and who has been eating their Fruit Loops. Then we're going to head over to the big picture, talk national uh, storylines. And then we've got Heisman, Heisman talk, um, uh, head to head matchups for ranked teams. Um, uh, one for the little guy, Pac-12 newsletter, pack picks, all that good stuff before we head into Factor Fiction, Hayden's Haters, The Spelling Game, and Mascot Mashup. Ma mascot Mashup. Uh, sorry about that, guys. We're, we're uh, obviously, Colt and I are... A little bit of technical difficulties. Yeah. I'm not sure if you guys can hear me. Uh, maybe we'll turn up some audio a little bit, trying to get our voices up, um, but... Yeah, hopefully we'll crank it up. Uh, Tyler Budge, if you're if you're out there somewhere, wherever you're at, let us know if you can hear us. Um, but yeah, we'll keep you guys posted as we go along. Yeah, I, th I think I fixed the problem here. If you take a look at the the soundboard, I know you guys at home can't see it, but uh, a little a little confusing. So it looks like we got Colt's mic correct. Oh, we just got the confirmation text. Let's go. Tyler Budge says sounds a lot better now. Awesome. And yeah, so he's uh, reporting from the apartment 141 studios back in uh, Roosevelt Point. Shout out to him. Absolutely. So we got a, an action-packed episode here for you guys. We're going to kick it off with what surprised us during the week. So I'll go ahead and start it off. How about Minnesota? shutting out the Colorado Buffaloes in Boulder. First time Colorado's been shut out since 2012. They went 1-11 that season. Doesn't bode well for them. They compiled 63 yards of offense. That is embarrassing. And get this, negative 19 rushing yards. I don't know how they even got a first down with numbers like that. And I think what makes this the most surprising is that they nearly beat Texas A&M, who was a top five, top five team last week, which had me thinking, you know, they were going to build off that and be kind of a sneaky dark horse contender for the South, but to no avail. Yeah, Cold Lake, Minnesota, they looked good uh, this past weekend. My biggest surprise, UCLA. Okay, what happened? I thought this team was the Pac-12's second best team behind Oregon, a team that, you know, was the Pac-12's sleeper pick to go to the playoff. And then they come out and they lose to Fresno State. Now, now I know Fresno State, and I'm going uh, to get to them later in the show, but they're a decent team, but I didn't think that they were going to be better than UCLA. And so I don't know if this loss for UCLA says more about Fresno State or really the, the reality behind this year's UCLA team, uh, but that was a 40-37 to loss that UCLA had this weekend. They were down 23-10 to at the half. Zach Charbonnet, yeah, he had two rushing touchdowns, but... He only had six carries for 19 yards, which is really not, you know, it's not his uh, usual production. Yeah, if I may, I think I think it speaks more to what kind of team Fresno State is. We saw them take Oregon to the wire. They blew out UConn, not saying much. And then they bounced back and beat the Bruins on the road in, in what is possibly game of the year to this point in the season. That was insane watching Jake Hayner drive down the field in crunch time. Looked like he tore his oblique. I don't know what exactly the injury diagnosis was there, but he looked fantastic and nearly pulled off the upset week one, and he, he secured it in week three. Yeah, Tyler Budge is uh, texting in right now uh, on the live chat, and he goes, Texas A&M overrated SMH. How's uh, that? I would tend to agree. More on Texas A&M later in the show. But that's going to wrap it up for the surprise segment. We're going to head over to the Pac-12, where we're going to talk who's been eating their Wheaties, who's been eating their Fruit Loops, or what other kinds of cereal Colt wants to throw at us today. Colt, who's been eating their Wheaties? Okay, I just want to mention, we went to Costco this past weekend, and we were looking in the cereal aisle for the best cereal in the entire world, Special K. 
We walk down that entire aisle. I see honey bunches of oats. I see the honey bunches of oats with almonds. Okay, I see, I don't even think I saw Fruit Loops. I saw all these different types of cereal. I did not see the Special K. Okay, so I'm very disappointed in Costco. You need to restock. But speaking of cereal, Wheaties, Jackson Dart, USC quarterback. He comes in after Keaton Slovis goes down, and oh my gosh, you know Dart was eating his Wheaties. And this is what you got to do. This is what I always say. Even if you're the backup, you got to eat your breakfast because you never know when it's going to be your opportunity to come into the game. And look, when Dart stepped in, what did he do? 30 of 46, 391 passing yards, four tutties. I mean, this guy was on fire, and, and he really, you know, could be the new face of this USC uh, quarterback room. Absolutely, and that was originally my pick, but uh, to avoid too much repetitiveness, I'll go ahead and go with Stanford quarterback Tanner McKee, who balled out last week against Vanderbilt, 19 of 29 for 218 yards, two touchdowns, one on the ground as well, and boy, Tanner McKee has taken that Stanford job and really run away with it. It was Jack West at first who won the job, but Tanner McKee has has taken the job, run away with it, hid, and I think the trajectory of Stanford's season has really changed because of that. Yes. All right, so Fruit Loops, on the other hand, these are the, this, this is the sugary cereal you don't want to be eating before a big game. As Tyler likes to say, it's sugary, it slows you down. So Colt... Who ate their Fruit Loops this week? Okay, I just want to go back to the Costco thing. A lot of you <laughs> viewers, you guys might be wondering, okay, if I didn't settle on the good, healthy protein cereal, what did we settle on? Okay, we got Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay, so that, that's a good cereal. So if you're going to get something that's sugary, you get something that tastes good. Now, Charlie Brewer, this guy's been eating some Fruit Loops. The former Utah QB, I might add, he announced today that he's transferring out of the Utah Youth Program Okay, he's also the former Baylor QB. I mean, this guy's just going all over the place. I mean, where does he want to play? I mean, the cereal in Texas is the same as the cereal in Utah. Okay, so he went 14 of 26 for 104 passing yards and a pick this weekend. And then what happened? He got benched to Cameron Rising in a 33 to 31 triple OT loss to San Diego State. Uh, an absolutely, you know, shocking way to end the season for a, not end the season, but, you know, their season is pretty much shot now for Utah. I mean, it might be a bit early to say that, but definitely uh, a dramatic end to the Charlie Brewer era. I'm going to go, once again, I'm not going to go with one specific player here, but for the second straight week, I'm going to Tucson. The University of Arizona football program. That is something never, no one has ever said. <laughs> for the second straight week, I'm going to Tucson. No one has ever said no, that. No, or no one's said it with joy. But, you know, I guess I'm saying <laughs> it with joy because you want Arizona loading up on Wheaties. The Wildcats just lost to NAU 21-19 to at home. And what is, I mean, can you even call this rock bottom? They just got beat 70-7 to last year by ASU in the Territorial Cup. They got their hearts ripped out week one against BYU. And then last week got blown out by San Diego State. But you might be able to argue this is the lowest of lows. And their losing streak extended to 15 games. That is unheard of. And Colt, there's a good chance that streak hits 20 because they're looking at an uphill battle if they even want to win a game this year. Yeah, Arizona sucks. Um, <laughs> Tyler Budge wanted to say, I called the NAU game. Yes, he did. You did. Yeah, and so shout out to Tyler Budge for uh, you know being smart. Yeah, he distanced himself in the standings. We'll get to that a little bit later. But first, we're going to talk big picture, national storylines. Another week has come and gone of college football. Some more drama, more excitement. So uh, the college football playoff, obviously, is, is always a popular talking point. Early in the season, people tend to lean toward the usual suspects. Uh, Colt, did you have any changes to your top four after last week? I did not have any changes. Um, however... I still have Cincinnati in there. However, I do want to make a change, though, to my New Year's Six team. I think, actually, Fresno State could uh, jump in ahead of Coastal Carolina if Cincinnati makes the playoff. And so that's my change. Nice, nice. I'm going to – I had a small change as well to my playoff. So I have Alabama 1, Oklahoma 2. That hasn't changed. Oklahoma's looked a little shaky so far. 
But once again, they have a, a favorable schedule, should be able to run the table. Number three of Oregon. I had Clemson there last week, but Clemson looked terrible against Georgia Tech. They scored 14 points yeah. against a team that lost to Northern Illinois. I mean, just let that sink in. Clemson nearly lost to Georgia Tech Bro, they in look 2021. Dookie. They do not look good. Yeah, and I know this is a conflict of interest. Your boy DJ down there is, is off to a bit of a, a slow start. But, Oof. yeah, I don't think Clemson's sniffing the – I mean, they'll probably challenge, but I don't think they'll make it. And at number four, I've got Iowa. I know Tyler had Iowa in his playoff last week. And I'm a believer. I think Kirk Ferentz has always run ran a type ship down there. And I think this might be the year we have two, I guess, not top-tier teams get into the playoff, which would be – Really cool. And a quick dark horse mention. Look out for Michigan. Colt, I know you were one of the first people to talk about Michigan. I'm buying the hype. Jim Harbaugh, a lot of pressure coming into this year. But um, so far, they've, they've been great. 47 points per game on offense. They've got a, a tough schedule this year. They've got Wisconsin, Michigan State, Penn State on the road. And, of course, the big game at the end of the year with Ohio State. But you kind of figure if they go 11-1, and one, they should be able to make it in there. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh does good when his team is being underrated, when his, when his team is being written off. When he was at Stanford and USC was the heavy favorite, Jim Harbaugh and his Stanford Cardinal pulled off the upset. And so this is good. This is good for Michigan. Okay, they, they weren't ranked in the top 25 to start the season. Now they finally find their way inside those rankings. I, I think this is a team that was slept on, and now we're – we can truly see what they're made of, especially as this Big Ten conference schedule shakes out. All right, so we'll segue into a little bit of Heisman talk. We may have alluded to it last week, but we haven't really dived into this topic yet because up until this week, teams were only playing two, three games, and you know a lot of non-conference, low-level opponents. You get some bloated stats, but Colt, tell me who are some... Heisman favorites at this juncture in the season. Okay, so when I was looking at like the updated Heisman betting odds and who you would want to bet on, right now the current standings are Matt Corral number one, Bryce Young two, then followed by Rattler, C.J. Stroud, and Desmond Ritter. And I, I can't help but look at Desmond Ritter, because when we look at when we first did this podcast in week zero, we were naming names like uh, D.J. Uyunglele. We were talking about. Uh, um, you know, Spencer Rattler. These guys have kind of fallen off now, and now we have, you know, Desmond Ritter. His team is now potentially in contention for a playoff spot. Ritter's, you know, has, has a chance to make the, the Heisman Trophy night. And so who knows? I, I think that's a guy we should look out for. I'm definitely a big believer in Matt Corral. I talked a little bit about him last week. This guy is just a stud. He's had a bit of an up-and-down career at Ole Miss to this point. Uh, I believe it was uh, last year or two years ago, I can't remember, he had, I believe, a five-interception game against LSU, and then another game he threw, I believe, six interceptions. So he's susceptible to a clunker here and there, but this year he has looked terrific. And shout-out Matt Corral went to Long Beach Poly and played under Antonio Pierce. Okay, shout-out. Yeah, absolutely, uh, who is currently the defensive coordinator at ASU. So Matt Corral, I would agree, I think he's my Heisman frontrunner possibly a future number one overall pick if he keeps it up. Did you see Matt Corral's head coach, Lane Kiffin? He's following one guy on Instagram. That's Arch Manning, okay? A 2022 QB <laughs> prospect. And I believe he's the son of, is it Archie Manning? I don't know. Is he one, uh, it's, one of those? It's, it's one of the non-famous Oh, wait, not, not Archie. Cooper. Cooper I think it's Manning. Cooper Manning's yeah. son. Yeah, yeah, Archie's the dad. What am I talking about? But, yeah. He's following one guy. If Lane Kiffin can go from Matt Corral to Arch Manning, oh my gosh, Ole Miss could be the next Bama. They could. They've, they've certainly had some good quarterbacks in the past. Chad Kelly, bit of a flawed character, but he was one of the more underrated quarterbacks. And then I forget the, the Polynesian guy they had a couple years ago. I can't remember his name. He was pretty good. Do oh you know? my gosh, they're going to hate me. I just blanked out. Oh, my gosh. Dude, this is going to annoy no, me. No, 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 no. He went to Pearl City High School uh, back in uh, Honolulu on Oahu, Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> I can see his face. Jordan Ta'amu. Oh, there it is. That's what it is. Oh, my goodness. His family is going to kill me for a sec. Yeah, Ta'amu was, was solid. And, 
yeah, if they can land a blue chip prospect like a Manning, that that bodes certainly well for them. So we're going to move into our top 25 picks for this coming week. Only two head-to-head top 25 matchups this week. One in the Big Ten, the other in the SEC. Colt, we're going to start with number 12, Notre Dame, at number 18, Wisconsin, which is college game day. Who you got? Okay, I'm going to read off Tyler Budge's pick for this game. He goes, I got Notre Dame beating Wisconsin by double digits. Wow. And you know what? I'm not going to say by double digits, but I got Notre Dame beating Wisconsin as well. This is a this is a neutral site game. Um, I think Jack Cohn goes berserk against his former team, and so I've got Notre Dame with the dub. Yeah, Wisconsin's burned me once this year. I had them beating Penn State. They looked okay in that game. Graham Mertz had that costly interception at the end, but this game is certainly intriguing. Obviously, you mentioned Jack Cohn, who is returning to face his former team. He was the quarterback at Wisconsin before losing out to Graham Mertz, and you rarely see that at the collegiate level, that teams um, or players get to face their former team just due to to transfer rules and whatnot. But I'm going to take Wisconsin just because Notre Dame has looked very unimpressive. They almost lost to Toledo, who got beat by Colorado State, and Colorado State lost to an FCS and Vanderbilt. Not a great look, and then obviously had that very close win against Florida State week one. Florida State hasn't looked great. But I, I could see Notre Dame winning this game, but I'm just I'm going to take Wisconsin. Gut, gut feeling. All right, next game is an SEC matchup. Might not have thought this was going to be one of the marquee matchups in the SEC West coming into the year, but here we are. Seventh-ranked Texas A&M heads to Fayetteville to face the 16th-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. Colt, who you got? Yeah, this was kind of a shocker. I believe this game might actually be being played at AT&T Stadium. Okay. Got, so, oh, that's right. They play the neutral site. It's like a, I don't know why we're playing neutral site games <laughs> in week four of the season, um, but you know, regardless, this is the SEC, so they do whatever they want. Um, Texas A&M over Arkansas. That's what Tyler Budge got. I've got Arkansas beating Texas A&M. Wow. Okay, I think Arkansas was dominant over Texas a few weeks ago. And Texas A&M struggled versus Colorado, who, you know, didn't look good this past weekend. And so, yeah, as we said earlier, um, this wasn't going to be a matchup that you circled at the beginning of the season, but I think this could be a matchup that's telling uh, for the rest of the SEC. I agree. And Arkansas... They do have the makings of a Cinderella team. They, I honestly couldn't name one player on that roster. I, I used to know Felipe Franks. I know he's long gone. But Sam Pittman, what a job he has done at Arkansas. Arkansas is just one of those jobs that I feel like is kind of like Tennessee in the sense that they were uh, an elite program at one point historically, but have fallen on very hard times. And Sam Pittman looks like a home run higher right now he's got that program going good but just something tells me that texas a&m is going to win this game arkansas they obviously beat the brakes off of texas they've looked great i just don't think they go 2-0 i think texas a&m will pose some challenges for them on defense the aggie offense is shaky but i'm gonna take the aggies in a close one tyler said fraudulent arkansas team wow bold bold take so I'm guessing Budge has... Yeah, he has a Yeah. All right, so we're going to head into our upset picks. I'll let uh, I'll let Tyler take his upset pick via text. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Budge's upset pick. How's this? Nebraska over number 20, Michigan State. Wow. Holy cow. <laughs> we can never get off the Nebraska's back hype train. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, Budge. Okay, go to bed. You're, you're not feeling well. This take... <laughs> is not going to do well. Stop it. Michigan State is legit. Nebraska is not back. They will not be back ever again. Stop it. Um, But, yeah, my upset pick, okay, he's going to think I'm sick. NC State over Clemson. Wow. That's what I got. Okay, Clemson, they look shaky versus Georgia Tech. Okay, they lost to Georgia. Okay, Clemson, they are not good this season. I thought DJ Uyunglele, oh, he was going to be the Heisman guy, the Polynesian pride. I just don't see it. It's it's not happening. Through three games, they don't look good. Um, I've got NC State's QB, Devin Leary, over 800, well, about 800 passing yards, six tutties. Zonovan Knight, running back, 300 yards already, two tutties. This team 
is going to be competitive in this game, and I think NC State will keep it close, get the upset over Clemson, and you can say bye-bye to the ACC in the playoffs. You know, I was tempted to take that pick, but every time we think one of those giants is about to fall off, they seemingly come back with one of their best performances. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm going to go elsewhere with my upset. I'm going to take Baylor over 14th-ranked Iowa State. Baylor's offense looking really good, put up 111 points in their last two weeks. A little bit bloated because they played Kansas and then an FCF school before that. But Dave Aranda has continued where Matt Rule left off. He's got that program going on the right track. Iowa State, they did rebound from their loss to Iowa by manhandling UNLV at Allegiant Stadium. But just something seemed a little bit off about the Cyclones this year, and I think Baylor is going to capitalize on some of their momentum, force a couple big turnovers, and they're going to win this game. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I got Dave Aranda. Uh, he's, he's got some Hawaii connections. He was the former defensive coordinator at UH, and, and he coached on the team from 2008 to 2011. So, you know, I've got a soft spot for all the Hawaii guys. Had to drop that one in. Tyler Budge said, Nebraska will win this game against Michigan State and then go 5-7. and seven. That's fair. I, I could see that happening. Michigan State beat a pretty bad Miami team last week. Yeah. So might be more of a reflection on where Miami's at than Michigan State. But, Colt, we're going to stay in your corner. One for the little guy. Who are we looking out for this week? All right. We're looking out for Fresno State. But before we get into that, okay, we are up to 10 FCS wins over FBS opponents. Okay, what happened this week? Incarnate Word beat Texas State 42 to 34, and NAU beat Arizona 21 to 19. Okay, so the FCS every single week of this college football season from week 0 to week 3 has had at least one upset. And so, with that being said, Fresno State, ranked number 22 in the AP poll, they are now 3-1 and one with a close loss to number 3 Oregon and a win this past weekend to the Pac-12 sleeper playoff team, or what was, UCLA. Okay, this team is actually legit, okay? I'll admit, I didn't see this coming, okay? But the Bulldogs are going off. And why are they going off? Because Jay Kaner, who leads college football QBs in passing yards with 1,464 1, yards, he is just an absolute monster. I mean, maybe put this guy in the Heisman, you know, conversation. <laughs> if these guys keep winning, you know, they'll win the Mountain West, and they have a chance for the the New Year's Six. Um, they're my new favorite, you know, to win the Mountain West West. Obviously, they're gonna have to get through a road game in a hostile, very hostile, empty stadium environment on campus at the <laughs> University of Hawaii. But yeah, if if Fresno State can get through that really tough Hawaii game, they've also got a game against Nevada who's, you know, they, they struggled this past weekend, but, you know, Nevada pulled off a win against an FBS opponent, uh, not to, against a Power 5 opponent, excuse me, a few weeks ago. And so Carson Strong is still still around there. So that will probably be the marquee game to circle going forward for Fresno State. I also wanted to mention, this past week, CBS Sports had a, had a report that the American Athletic Conference was looking at Mountain West teams to fill that void after they lost teams like Cincinnati and UCF from their conference going to the Big 12. And they were targeting teams like Air Force, Boise State, Colorado State, and San Diego State. Okay, I'm not only upset that they're not targeting Hawaii, <laughs> but they're not targeting Fresno State. I mean, these guys were recently 2018 Mountain West champs. This is a team that's being slept on, and I think conferences, the Pac-12, a lot of conferences should be targeting the Bulldogs and the University of Hawaii, might I add. <laughs> Hayden, back to you with the news. I agree with most of that statement. The Hawaii part. <laughs> uh, no. But, yeah, I, I think the American Athletic, like you mentioned, they're smart to be poking around the Mountain West, one of the stronger G5 conferences. Fresno State, you figure, would have made their way into that discussion, but I guess not. So that's going to take us into the Pac-12 newsletter. We're going to talk power rankings and our picks for this upcoming week. But first, a couple big storylines to talk about. Charlie Brewer, obviously, Colt mentioned, out at Utah. Bye-bye. Lost, lost a job to Cameron Rising and just kind of illustrates how crazy college football free agency is in a sense. That when guys lose a job, they're they're transferring. You, you don't see, or if you're an ASU fan, a Mike Bercovici anymore who sat and waited for years when he really only had 
one shot, one season that was his own, and it benefited him because he was able to have some some star-studded moments. The jail Mary wouldn't have happened without him, but it. I don't think it's great for college football, but that's the world we're living in. I just all the nostalgia just come out. The, the passion, the Mike Bercovici <laughs> era. Hayden just misses that so much. I do, man. Those those 2013, 2014, Taylor Kelly, Mike Bercovici, those were, those were some good years. Todd Graham really had this program going in the we right direction. We haven't mentioned it. What, what's your take on this past weekend's game against BYU? Well, we're about to get into that here in a, in a little bit. Uh, Hayden's haters and in our picks this week. Okay, good stuff. So stay tuned for that. All right, so we're going to talk power rankings. Colt, 12-1, to 1, who you got ranking? Rank the Pac-12 Oh, my us. gosh. I don't even have that written down. Let's just do it off the top All right, of my let's, head. Let's, let's do this together. All right, number 12, I think we can agree, is Arizona. Worst team probably in FBS football. Oh, my gosh. They are atrocious. They're very bad. Wow. So I've got them at the bottom. Num- number 11, I've got Colorado. You could probably maybe have them a few spots higher. I just that offense is so bad. It's worse than Arizona's offense. Their defense is good, but just wore out against Minnesota. I'm gonna put them eleven. It might be being a little bit harsh I would on the put bus. Maybe Cal around there. They haven't looked good. Yeah, I've got Cal at eight. I've got Washington at ten. I've got Oh Wa- yes, forgot about that. Yeah. I've got Washington at ten. They had a nice win last week. Put up 52 out of nowhere. Yeah, but it's Arkansas State. Relax. That's, <laughs> that's true. We did establish they're actually a decent Sunbelt team. Number nine, we've got Rolos Cougs. Who, that's bad. When we're saying decent Sunbelt team, I mean, I'm a <laughs> fan of the little guy, but, but I, don't even, I haven't even done a segment on a Sunbelt team yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Sunbelt, look out for the Sunbelt. They've got App State, Coastal Carolina. We don't want to get too far oh, off that, track that here. That is true. That is true. But, uh, yeah, so nine, Wazoo, eight, Cal. I've got... Seven six five Utah Oregon State ASU. You agree with that? Utah Oregon State ASU. I've actually yeah. got Oregon State higher than ASU. Really? Yeah, I think Oregon State looks looked way more promising, even in their loss to Purdue. Um, ASU, they just did not have it together this past weekend. I felt like they have the better talent over BYU, but I don't know if it's the coaching or or what. But ASU just. They can't get it together. Even in the first half against UNLV, slow start. I don't know why. More on that later. <laughs> uh, all right, coming in at number four, I've got UCLA. Who you got? Stanford, USC maybe? Um, I got Stanford. I mean, right. I still think UCLA is probably the third best team, but um, what does that mean now? Now that they yeah, lost I mean, to Fresno really, State. It's, it's Oregon one and then just everybody like, else who cares? randomly you know assembled. What I mean? Yeah. And I've got Stanford 3 and USC 2. But that'll round out our little power rankings section. See, like, USC does this every year, too. Because, like, now, look, maybe Jackson Dart wins a whole bunch of games for the Trojans. But then it's not going to matter because they might, like, lose one game. Like, these guys, they have an expectation of being in the top 15, and it's just not going to happen, and they're going to lose. Tyler Budge said, top six, baby. Yep, your beeves are... Going onward and upward, I think Oregon State is definitely. He one also of the... said USC plays better with no head coach. That is true, yeah, and you know I what? Agree. I made a mistake last week. Tyler was right. The last three USC coach firings happened mid-season. Oh, gosh. I thought it was two of the last three, but it's three because Tyler Lane was Kiffin, right. <laughs> Lane Kiffin Stroking got his ego. <laughs> Lane Kiffin got tarmac fired after getting blown out by ASU, replaced by Ed Ogeron, and USC opted not to keep Ogeron. They plucked Sark from Washington. Sark got fired midseason because he coached the ASU game drunk. He got canned. I don't even... And then Clay Helton was the interim. They kept uh, Clay Helton around, and that obviously didn't work out in the long run. I wonder what Sarkeesian's drink of choice is. But maybe that's for another podcast. That's probably, yeah, for for (laughs) another time. All right, so... (laughs) Colt, you want to plug your new podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Sarkeesian's Drinks. All right. Yeah, we could guess the, the favorite drink amongst every football head coach. Or why USC coaches agree to coach against ASU since Kalani more Sitaki. often than not. Sprite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so we're going to head into our picks. A little standings update. Tyler pulled away in the standings. We were all tied last week. But Budge is 23-10 and 10 in picks. 
Wow. Really aided by that U of A loss pick. It's a betting man. Take him to Vegas. Yeah. Coming in at two is myself, Hayden, at 20 and 13, and Colt right behind me at 19 and 14. Ah. So we're just going to rapid fire these Pac-12 picks. We're going to start with Utah and Washington State. Colt, who you got in this I got one? Wazoo. You know why. Nick Rolovich and Jaden Delora. I'm going to stick to it. They get it done. I got the Kooks. All right. I've got the Utes. I think Jaden Delora, his availability determines whether this game is close or not. I know he's a little banged up last week. Utah, obviously, breaking in a new quarterback. So we'll see how that game goes. And did, did you say Tyler's pick already? Tyler's Go pick. ahead and give us Tyler's oh pick. Oh, my goodness. He's got Utah over Wazoo. All right. So Tyler and I agree on that one. Next up, UCLA traveling to the farm to play the Stanford Cardinal. Colt? Man, I thought UCLA ASU was going to be game day in two weeks, but it's not going to happen, and it's just going to get worse. I got Stanford beating UCLA. Okay, Stanford already beat USC. UCLA is kind of scrambling now after they lost. Um, yeah, I've got I've got Stanford. Tyler Budge has also got Stanford. Wow. I'm going to take UCLA. I think the offense looked great last week, but I just think they ran into a really potentially special Fresno State team who could do some big things this year. I think a lot of people are still sleeping on them. So I'm going to take the Bruins. I just think their offense is going to overpower Stanford. So next up, we've got probably the most average matchup of the week, the Washington Huskies taking on the Cal Golden Bears. Oh, my gosh. This is the definition of a pillow fight. Um, <laughs> I've got Washington over Cal, but, like, who cares? Um, Cal is going to uh, – Budge also has Cal beating Washington – yeah, I don't even see an interest in watching this game. I'm going to take Washington. I think both these teams obviously are, are defensive-minded teams. I think Washington has a slightly better offense than Cal, which is crazy to say after the, the putrid performances they put up in weeks one and two. But I think the Huskies are going to win a very close, low-scoring game. So next up, Arizona State taking on Colorado, coming off of an embarrassing loss. Colt? I've got ASU. I mean, come on, you got to root for ASU to, you know, make that comeback. I think they'll figure it out, okay? Maybe they'll come out with a little more energy, not just come out with a slow start this week. I think Colorado, we're kind of understanding that maybe they're not as good as maybe we kind of thought two weeks ago, and so I've got ASU winning this one. Who's Budge got? Budge got ASU as well. Yeah, I'm going to go. We're going to clean sweep here. ASU, no bias from my side. I, I'm yeah. as shocked and upset about their performance last week. 16 penalties, and that's not even counting the ones that were declined. Yeah, I saw Tyler's comment. We'll read it here in a second. Uh, but Colorado has looked equally as bad in terms of execution on offense. So I do think ASU will win this game. Even if they don't play a clean game, they'll win this game. And if they do play a clean game, they're going to win this game by – Three or four scores. Uh, Tyler Budge goes, Colt discouraging our viewers from watching Pac-12 football. Yeah, well, we're a Pac-12 show, Colt. You shouldn't be telling people that what, it's a pillow fight. Well, watch the Mountain West a little bit. It sounds a little more exciting than this Cal-Washington game. Tyler Budge said, Cal versus Washington, game of the year. Okay, you got to be kidding me. This is going to, yeah. I don't know. Pillow fights could be fun. Pillow fights are fun. Yeah, from time to time. I'd love to see Kansas versus Arizona in a football game. You yeah. know, same concept. All right, speaking of Arizona, the Wildcats are traveling to Eugene to take on the Ducks. Colt, any shot for the Wildcats to end their losing streak? Oh, my gosh. I think there's a better shot of, I don't know, the, the dinosaurs coming back to Earth or something. This is just not going to happen. <laughs> Oregon's going to absolutely annihilate Arizona. I don't even think Arizona should, like, play. Where's this game at? Eugene. Eugene, Oregon. they shouldn't even get on the bus. Just or the plane. stay home. Or the plane. Just stay home. Don't show up. Stay in Tucson. Take this as a bye week. Just write it as a loss in your little calendar and focus on the next week because this is just going to be a pointless game. Tyler Budge also has Oregon winning this. I've got Oregon as well. The Ducks have had some issues with the Cats in the past, but this year Arizona is a glorified junior college team. So I think the Ducks are going to win this game by 40 points. And then wrapping it up, the USC Trojans coming off of 
I would say an inspiring win on the road on the Palouse. Take on Oregon State, who has looked pretty good so far through three weeks. Yeah, I've got USC. Uh, Jackson Dart, uh, new mentality for this team. I've got USC winning this. Um, how's this? Tyler Budge has USC beating Oregon State. I do as well. That is a another <laughs> another clean sweep. I think you know Tyler's smart. He understands USC's riding a little bit of a high right now. We'll see if that lasts them for the entire season. But maybe the culture shock, the change, was a good thing for USC. And in the past, it's proven to work for them. So that is going to do it for our Pac-12 picks. And we're going to head into fact or fiction. So Tyler normally rapid fires these for us, but he did send them to us via text. So Colt, I'm just going to read them off. Okay. Uh, you give your opinion. I might give mine. Um, all right, so here we go. First and foremost, Fresno State is the best group of five, group of five team. Fact. Yeah, they're better than Coastal. Uh, oh, wait. Hold on. No. Fiction. They're better than Coastal, but they're not better than Cincinnati. So, fiction. I'm going to have to go with fiction as well. I think they're number two behind Cincinnati, like you mentioned. Next up, fact or fiction, Clemson has the worst offense in the top 25 fact it's so slow it's it's just ugh, it's not good uh dj Uyunglele, he just has not had it this year so far and so yeah i've got a fact i think worst might be a bit of an overstatement i i'll say fiction i don't know exactly who else is in the top 25 wisconsin traditionally has a very low scoring offense you might be able to argue the badgers might be worse in terms of of production so next up, Ole Miss has the best chance at beating Bama this season. Uh, fact. Uh, they have the Heisman frontrunner right now, Matt Corral. So yes. I'll say fact too. But I don't think Nick Saban has ever lost to one of his former assistants. So yeah. that doesn't bode well for the Rebels. Next up, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors are the best 1-3 team in the country. Fact. It says 1-3, okay? Not 1-2. There's only th two other teams that are 1-3. That's Illinois and New Mexico State. If Hawaii and Illinois played today, I've got Hawaii beating Illinois. I'm going to say fiction. I think Illinois has had kind of a sneaky, really challenging schedule. They could be 0-4, which is crazy, because I think if they were in the Mountain West, they would definitely be bowl eligible. But I definitely think it's close but I think Illinois is just a little bit better. Fact or fiction, Wyoming covers the 29.5-point spread against UConn on the road. Ooh, my gosh. Fact. Yeah, UConn, they are, they're a basketball school. <laughs> yeah, UConn has, has looked horrific, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you, Colt. Tyler Budge said, don't sleep on the lane train, and Illinois beats Hawaii by 45. Wow. I don't know about that. That is some disrespect. You are not welcome on the Hawaii trip, buddy. Yeah, uh, Illinois had some had some real lows over the past couple of years. I I still think this year they've been in every single game, and they've lost to UTSA, who's undefeated. They lost to Maryland, who's pretty good, and I forget who the third team they lost to was. But all right, next next up, BYU will go undefeated versus Pac-12 teams this season. Remaining games are against Washington State and USC. Ooh, I'm going to say fiction. I, I think they get Washington State potentially, but I think they'll lose to USC, who's I, kind of hot now. I actually think Washington State could beat that team. Like, after watching ASU completely give that game away, ASU gave that game away. And I, and I skipped Hayden's haters this week because I think it was fairly obvious what I was going to talk about, but I'll just take a little bit of time right here. ASU handed BYU that football game. No doubt about it. BYU just showed up and played, and they won. If Washington State comes out with a little bit of flair, a little bit of speed, I know Rolos is a smart play caller. I think Washington State could win that game, and I do think USC will beat BYU at the end of the season. All right, two group of five teams make a New Year's Six Bowl factor fiction. Two group of five teams. Um, yes, fact. Yes, book that. Cincinnati will be in the playoff, and then you've got Fresno State or Coastal in a New Year's Six bowl game. So, yes. I'm going to say fiction because I don't have a group of five team making the playoff. Next up, the amazing interception by the Oklahoma defender was dumb. Um, uh, because it was fourth and 18, and he intercepted it 20 yards downfield. I'm going to say fiction. I, fiction. I think if you have a chance to get a pick, I mean, if you're a DB, that's the 
the mindset get the interception. I don't think what's going through your mind is just let the ball go in that situation. You've also got Trey Young on the sideline filming you. I mean, if you got a chance to make a highlight play right in front of Trey Young, book it, do it, make a spectacular grab. Look at that. He was number one on SportsCenter. All right, Jimmy Lake is fired midseason. Jimmy Lake is fired midseason. Ah, nah, fiction. I don't think it happens. I don't think they have the the colonies to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go fiction as well. I, I said it last week. I think if they would have lost to Arkansas State, then you're looking at a different kind of question. But they did look really good, and if my prediction is correct and they beat Cal and they're 2-2, two and two, that'll show a little bit of resolve, enough to keep him through the season and probably for another season after this one. Yeah. All right, so this last but not least, this will be Kyle Whittingham's last season at Utah. There have been some retirement rumors swirling around. Colt, what do you think? I think fact. I think, you know, as this season kind of goes down, looks like, you know, Utah's on the downward trend. I think Kyle Whittingham maybe will hang it up after this year. Yeah, I think he's reached the heights you can get to at Utah. He's knocked off Alabama. He's had an 11-1 season in a Power 5 conference. They completely wet the bed against Oregon in the 2019 uh, Pac-12 championship game. They could, they, If they would have beat Oregon, they would have gone to the playoffs. Right. But they didn't, and then they proceeded to get embarrassed in the Alamo Bowl, the, the, that bowl season. So maybe I think he's down to at least his last two or three years. I don't know if this will be his last season but I could see it being his last season, if that makes sense. So that'll wrap it up for Fact or Fiction, and we're going to move into the spelling game. And this is where we we give Colt a name he tries to spell. And I don't think Tyler supplied us with a name. So, Colt, you only got one name this week. So you know what? I'm going to break the rules. Colt, you get three tries at this one, okay? Okay, let's go. You get three tries. I'm, three I'm, chances to embarrass three myself. Three chances Let's to go. embarrass yourself, and I think you will because this name is just a minefield. So this gentleman is a, an, an offensive lineman at Colorado. Not related. The dude is 6'10". 6'10". That, that's unbelievable. He's I don't know any up. offensive lineman that big or any many football players that big. I better not big. get this wrong. All right. This guy's going to kill me. Jared Christian Lichtenhan. It's a, it, his first name is Jared, and he has a two-part last name, Christian Lichtenhaar. Okay, so we knew a Jared. J-A. Incorrect. <laughs> I'm not even on the hard part of this name. The Lichtenhaar part is hard. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, who knows? Maybe he, the Christian part's not even spelled traditionally. Exactly. So uh, J Jared. is wrong. Jared. G? G, yes. Oh, my goodness. E? Yep. R. E? No. G-E-R is correct. You're down to your last strike. the heck? Jared. G. Yes. E. R. Mm Mm-hmm. A. Yeah. D. You got it. And we always roasted our buddy. If you're unfamiliar... We made this segment because our friend Jared Reyes, when back when we were just in our infant stages in freshman year, spelled his name with two R's. So we called this segment Jared with two R's. Jared obviously uh, transferred from ASU, um, so he's no longer a part of the show. I but thought Jared with two R's was dumb. This is worse. Yeah, Jared, G-E-R-A-D. I can't even imagine what kind of flack we would have given him if oh he named his or spelled goodness. his name like that. So now... You got one strike left. You got to get through Christian Lichtenhan. Okay, Christian. C. Yep. H. R. I. S. T. I. A. N. You got it. Okay, Christian. so we got normal spelling for Christian. And then what's the last word? Lichtenhan. Holy cow. Uh, Can Licht- you pull off the upset? Lichtenhan. Um, sounds a little German. It does. Uh, we've got a roommate, uh, Michael Bosky, that's in German. Uh, shout out to that class. Um, Lichtenhan. L. Mm-hmm. I. C. Yep. Oof. H. You got it. <clears throat> L- T. Yep. E. Yes. N. 
Yes. H A N. You got it. Holy cow! What a comeback. No way! Colt Almadova at the buzzer gets Christian Lichtenhan without a miss. After nearly not getting through the first name, you got the first letter wrong. What a comeback. And normally we wouldn't have made it to this point, but Tyler not being here bailed you out. <laughs> I knew this was coming. Tyler Budge, Mickey Mouse win. He had three tries. <laughs> <laughs> Put an asterisk next to it, but Colt Almadova spells Jared Christian Lichtenhan right. That's my first one this season. No, you've, got, you've had one right before. You got Mason Williams oh, true, or true, whatever true. it was. But that's like my first legit one. Cause yeah, that's a big one. This name was actually insane because Jared was like weird. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. It's it, Sometimes it's the easy names that throw you off, and sometimes the hard names are spelled very basically oh in a gosh. sense. I feel bad for that guy in school, though. <laughs> no one could write his name down. Well, he was 6'10", so you could identify him just by looking at him as opposed to his name. True. All right, so we're going to head into our final segment on this week's episode of Pacific Point of View, and we are going to do the mascot mashup. Last week we did the Ivy League, and I believe it was the – tigers who won the twitter poll so go ahead and go to view underscore pacific on twitter and vote on our twitter poll usually we try to have it out every saturday but stay tuned for that this week again we're going to do something a little bit unconventional similar to the fbs level the fcs has had quite a bit of conference realignment in recent years some schools are not playing football anymore some schools are, are just doing crazy stuff so we're going to dive into the MEAC, which is the Middle Eastern Atlantic Conference, I believe, and the WAC. And you might hear the WAC saying, wait, wasn't that an FBS division? And it was. I think Hawaii yeah, was Hawaii in it. Yeah, Hawaii used to be Hawaii, in it. Fresno State. Fresno State, Boise, BYU. Yeah. All those teams. ASU was in it back in the, in the, the WAC 60s. The WAC is back. The WAC is back, and they are starting at the FCS level. So originally, they were going to take in Dixie State and Tarleton State, who were coming up from the Division II level, and some of the other teams, I believe it was in the Southland Conference, declared for the WAC, and they it was supposed to happen next year, but the Southland expelled the following teams. Stephen F. Austin, the defending champion Sam Houston State, Lamar, and Abilene Christian were all kicked out of the Southland for declaring for the WAC. So they joined a year earlier than anticipated, and next year they're going to get Southern Utah, who will be a real threat in that division. Does Indiana play Dixie State anytime soon? I do not know. That would be a really fun, that... <laughs> fun game. All right. <laughs> it would be. Go ahead and check out Indiana's roster or, or listen to week two of the podcast. Yeah. All right. So let's. <laughs> here's what we're going to do. We're going to pick the final two teams from each conference, and those two teams will end up on our Twitter poll. How's that? Okay. So let's start with the MEAC. We've got the Delaware State Hornets, the Howard Bison, the Morgan State Bears, the NC Central Eagles, the Norfolk State Spartans, and the SC State Bulldogs. All right, so I think this one is pretty straightforward. We've got some intriguing ones in here. I think we can rule the Bulldog out. Yeah, little doggy's not going to Yeah, do I think the Bulldog, the Hornet, you know, as dangerous as those can be, I think uh, most of the, the uh, what's it going to do against the bison? Right. Also, I just want to mention a lot of dog poo. Okay, outside the apartment. Let's start picking up this dog poo on the sidewalk. Okay, we don't want to be stepping in dog poo. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we need a whole segment for just Colts completely unrelated to college football <laughs> complaints, and that would probably be our bestseller. All right, back to the action. <laughs> okay. All right, we just got a couple got minutes like left, so we minutes. got to rapid fire this. Uh, I'm just going to say the the bison and the Spartans. I mean, I think, well, a bear would probably kill a bison, but I feel like we've had so many bears. Yeah, you know, I we think the, get the Spartan some... would, would go through. They're, they're definitely... Yeah, I think a, a Spartan, they've got weapon, yeah. weaponry. So that they can use that to their advantage. Give, give me the bison over the bear. Yeah, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna mix it up a little bit. I'm gonna take the These bison. These bears aren't the same as the other bears. Exactly. And Mickey Mouse bear. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap this up in the whack. We've got the Dixie State Trailblazers. Okay. They're 
Now their helmet I, uh, logo is a is a bison. The Tarleton State Texans, so just a native Texan. The Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks, the Sam Houston State Bearcats, Lamar Cardinals, and Abilene Christian Wildcats. Okay, so I've got a lumberjack beating a native Texan. I would agree. And a trailblazer, which is a pioneer. I've also got the lumberjack. I'm going to take the lumberjack as well. Yeah. Now we have a bearcat, a wildcat, and a cardinal. So I think we can rule the cardinal out. Yeah. Um, you don't have an advantage for just flying. You, that's, that's, you have to come down True. to the ground at one point. Well, I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean... the. The I'm gonna I'm gonna take the bear cat because a bear cat is far more imposing than a wild cat. What's the difference? One is a bear cat, the other is a wild cat. But one might be more wild than the other. Yeah. Well, let's. I don't know. Usually, I come prepared with research, but a, a bear cat. Yeah, Mr. National Geographic. Right? Um. Tyler okay, Budge goes. I've... Based on this show, Colt needs therapy. <laughs> Thanks for piping in, Tyler. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so a bear cat looks very unimposing. I, uh, if you can't see it, which you can't because we're this is a specialty show, but a bear cat kind of looks like a little raccoon. I don't know. That, that thing does that not look imposing. looks kind of weird. So I'm going to, you know what, I'm just going to go out on a limb and take the wild cat. Okay, look at that. We're going to take the Wildcat, which is a, a weak mascot, and we're going to take a Lumberjack. We swayed the nation. We did. So that's going to do it for this episode of Pacific Point of View. We're going to go into the high tide. Colt, another week of college football under our belts. The Pac-12, first week back in action with a full conference slate. You pumped up? What are you looking forward to? Oh, I'm so bummed that Hawaii lost, first of all. Ah. Um, I said last week that I think Todd Graham should be on the hot seat if he lost that game, and I'm going to stand by that. Um, should not be losing the University of Hawaii to a team like San Jose State. Yes, I know they are decent this year, but come on. Hawaii should be decent every year, and it's not really happening. I don't like that there's no fans at the games. I think there's some you know, measures that we could put in place, but... Go Bows, they play New Mexico State this weekend, and I think they'll get back on the winning streak. Yeah. Let me offer you a trade. Herm Edwards for Todd Graham, because some alumni are, are clamoring for the return of discipline to ASU football, which I think ASU could really use. Yeah, and I'll take Herm. I mean, if if the reports are true, maybe doing things under the table yeah, equals, equals yeah. wins. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Pacific Point of View. Again, Tyler... We know you're listening at home. Rest up, feel better. Look forward to getting you back next week. And with that, I'm Hayden Weber. I'm Colt Almodova. We are Pacific Point of View, and with that, we wave goodbye.